High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We, of course, uh, have uh, been speaking quite extensively about what we're seeing as the Hamas propaganda machine. And it's very interesting to me because I keep wondering if this is purely driven by Hamas is if it is really driven by supporters of Hamas or is there something a lot more nefarious in this because the repetition and the the line of argument so for example within a few days of this attack we immediately started seeing a and it seemed to be a strategy prove it prove it prove it and then when you prove it it uh, there was an, an argument that it wasn't true and it was AI and it was all sorts of things the denial of it already quite quite strong in contrast to Hamas itself. So therefore I wonder what is really going on with this propaganda machine. Professor Richard Landis, he's an Israel historian and author. He joins us once again this morning. Professor, very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you good doing? Good morning to you. You're welcome. So, so this is a, to, to me, it doesn't look like it's just random. It looks like it is a very well oiled machine that, uh, that uh, has been put into play here. Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, we're talking about this whole issue you just mentioned of denying that Hamas did what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, I, I hadn't actually thought about it, but uh, it's an interesting point. One of the points that I thought was that, um, you know, I, I do think there's a fairly high level of coordination amongst the, I won't even call it the pro-Palestinian camp, it's the anti-Israel mm-hmm. camp in the West. Um, and one of the ways you could see it and hear it was the expression this didn't just happen in a vacuum yes yes which 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 appeared immediately all kinds of places it was in the statement by the jewish by the um harvard student groups that were defending hamas and uh, saying that it was israel's fault and uh, it even got picked up by the um uh, Secretary General of the United Nations, Guterres. So it, it, and that struck me, and I do think that there is a certain coordination there. Now, what you bring up a, a really interesting issue, which is this denial. Um, uh, first of all, denial is uh, a, a widespread um psychological mechanism mm, mm. so uh, you know i think it is imaginable that first of all what hamas did is so unimaginable and it so damages their cause amongst liberals and progressives in the west that i can understand a lot of people just responding instinctively with denial but, you know, I think that, I mean, I remember I'm on this class list with mm. my, my class of 71, which just lets you know how old I am. Um, and uh, at one point, uh, there were some people who were, you know, saying some pretty unpleasant things. And I said, you know, what, what strikes me is here we have a case of Hamas 
literally using rape as a weapon of war, mm -hmm. and we haven't heard one feminist say anything about it. And the response was, well, the evidence for the rape is actually kind of questionable, and so on. So, you know, and these are, these aren't people who are sort of in on any kind of conspiracy that might be there. It was just, it's just instinctual. But on the other hand, I do think that, uh, if, uh, if I were one of the people who was, you know, in an organization like BDS, Boycott, mm -hmm. Divestment, mm -hmm. and Sanctions, um, and I were sitting around after this event happened, I can easily see those people saying, okay, this is our line of defense. We deny that it ever happened. Um, and in fact, you have some Hamasniks, e even though they, the guys who did it took, the, the monsters who did it took pictures and, and, and advertised it and put it up on social media, the higher-ups who were sitting in front of cameras uh, with the BBC and so on were actually denying that they did it. We would never do such a thing. It's against Islam. Mm, mm. <laughs> so, um, so, so maybe in some ways it's just both. difficult. It's difficult to come to terms. And that's what you're saying. It's a psychological thing almost. Very difficult to come to terms with a with behavior that perhaps you as as and 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 maybe people with the best of intentions didn't couldn't even imagine and foresee. And all of a sudden you're associated with this beastly right. organization and the only way to right. deal with it is denial right so I, I do think that we're dealing with two different kinds of okay people. that's interesting I, mm. I, I um, long time ago actually after 9-11 uh, coined a term uh, demopath mm. and a demopath is somebody who uses the language of democracy and so on in order to uh, gain advantage, but has no intention of observing those things when it comes to other people. And recently I discovered a great quote from Frank Herbert in um, Dune's Children of Dune, in which he says, I will demand freedom from you because that is according to your principles, and when I have the power, I will deny freedom to you because that is according to my principles. And so the Democrats are probably approving of what Hamas did, but denying they did it because they know that it doesn't sound good to a Western progressive audience. On the one hand, and then there are the people, the progressives who have been, you know, swallowing whole this argument that the Palestinian movement is about freedom and it's about dignity and it's about human rights and it's about, you know, civil society, which is what BDS insists they are, a civil society pass, uh, a nonviolent movement. Um, and, and they, um, they probably, you know, they're faced with either acknowledging that they've been supporting monsters mm. or taking refuge behind denial. So I think it could be both. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, absolutely fascinating that that how this has maybe not only we think it's only our world, the Jewish world, that has been shaken. Perhaps everybody else's right. belief system is is very very much on shaky ground, and that's why there is such an attempt and such a strong attempt to keep it on the straight and yep. narrow. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, listen, I mean, you know, there are people now who are sort of semi-waking up. I have mm. a piece in the Jewish News Service today, an open letter to Gershon Baskin, who was one of the peacemakers who actually organized the peace deal that got uh, uh, Shalit uh, released. Where And everybody in Israel was focusing on that. In the meantime, a thousand prisoners, uh, including the mastermind of this attack, uh, were released in exchange. And the last time this guy saw um, uh, his Hamas counterpart, the Hamas counterpart said, you know, make, maybe next time we'll meet in peace. Uh, and then all of a sudden he discovers that after this attack, his best buddy is out there on the radio and the television saying, we'll do a hundred seven tens until we destroy Israel. And he writes this letter saying, oh my gosh, you know, what happened to you? <laughs> I wrote back and said, what makes you think he changed now? <laughs> you mm. just woke up. He's always been like this. Really, so, really yes, yeah, so there are people waking up. There are people waking up, but there are also people going back to sleep. And denial is the primary psychological defense against what we call cognitive dissonance. Mm. Mm. And uh, it is exactly, exactly right. That is where we leave it. It is uh, it's a fascinating conversation and one that no doubt we will continue to have. Professor Richard Landis, Israeli historian and author, it's 7 o'clock.